Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost announces the state's biggest ever anti-human trafficking operation. Northeast Ohio hospitals say they're ready for the growing Ohio coronavirus surge and a modest housing development planned for Cleveland's Huff neighborhood could be the start of something big. It's the Wake Up Morning News Briefing from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer for Tuesday, October 27th. I'm the editor, Chris Quinn. Federal, state, and local officials launched what they say is the largest anti-human trafficking operation in Ohio history last week, rescuing 154 victims and arresting 179 men for illegally soliciting sex and other crimes. They called it Operation Autumn Hope, and it involved more than 50 law enforcement agencies and social service organizations, state and local authorities. It went after adult sex trafficking in Cuyahoga, Franklin, and Lucas counties, as well as people soliciting sex with children in Franklin and Mahoning counties. The U.S. Marshals Service, meanwhile, focused on saving child sex victims in southern Ohio. During the operation, 109 human trafficking survivors, all women and mostly adults, were found and referred to social services, according to a release from Attorney General Dave Yost. Simultaneously, 76 cases of missing and exploited children were cleared up, and 45 children were physically rescued. Coronavirus infections and hospitalizations are on the rise again in Ohio, and experts have consistently warned the pandemic could reach another peak in the U.S. in the fall and winter. Are Northeast Ohio's hospitals ready? Health systems near Cleveland and Akron feel they're more prepared for a surge than they were seven months ago. They have more protective masks and equipment, and they have plans to increase their bed capacities should the need arise. They've also developed best practices for treating coronavirus patients, which have helped reduce the number of people who need to be placed on a ventilator in an intensive care unit. Ohio has now had more than 200,000 coronavirus cases since the pandemic began. The median age of all those people? 41. Six houses set to go up in a Cleveland Eastside neighborhood may seem like a relatively modest development, but it's part of grander ambitions for the city's long-distressed Huff neighborhood. Developer Sheila Wright said at a groundbreaking ceremony Sunday that she hopes to start construction on the homes at East 65th and Linwood Avenue before the end of the year. The homes will be in two layouts, 1,800 and 2,200 square feet. The development is dubbed Allen Estates after former city law director Carolyn Watts Allen and Robert Allen. Both built homes in Huff in the 1990s and advocated for the neighborhood. All are set to be owned by black residents. Pricing is still undetermined, but Wright said the aim is to make the houses affordable. It's the first real estate project for Wright, known for her philanthropic and civil rights work in Cleveland, but she aims to make it a jumping-off point to improve Huff, which has long suffered from high crime rates and poverty. Dr. Robin Strosaker, University Hospital's chief operating officer and a pediatric physician, knows how it feels to drive home bone-tired after a long shift. So when she heard about home sleeping pods this spring... 
As the hospital system was gearing up for the coming COVID-19 pandemic, she knew they were needed at UH. Hospital health care workers often nap before, after, or between shifts. Home sleeping pods, think freestanding boxes with beds, offer a comfortable, secure, and private spot for resting at work. UH is the first hospital system in the country to install the home sleeping pods in a pilot program that put three of them on UH's main campus a few weeks ago. Employees who need to recharge can plug their devices into a recharging station before curling up on a twin-sized bed. Hospital staff clean the pods and replace the linens after every use. The pods can be used by any UH employee at no cost. Reservations from 30 minutes to 4 hours can be booked on a tablet attached to the sleeping pod. A petition about Laurel School signed by 226 alumni and 37 current students expresses frustration with the administration and how leaders deal with racism at the predominantly white private school. Laurel is an all-girls school with campuses in Shaker Heights and Jaga County. After the death of George Floyd in May, the school decided to launch an anti-racism task force and made multiple announcements over the summer about changes to come. But in September, an Instagram video spread of a student using a racial slur. The school suspended the student, investigated the incident, and eventually did not permit her to return to the school. But the signers of the petition feel the administration did not handle the case with transparency or, really, appropriate speed, and it viewed it as the latest occurrence in a long history of racism at Laurel. The petition lists several demands, including expulsion for saying the N-word as a racial slur, though some who signed the petition pose alternative punishments, and it asked for a more detailed action plan for anti-racism education and hiring people of color. Some signers want Ann Klotz, the head of the Laurel School, to step down. Thanks for listening to The Wake Up from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer. We'll be back with another roundup of the news tomorrow morning. 